good hockey team. It has a chance to be an even better hockey team. And that, to me, is the singular drama-free focus that should be surrounding the Pittsburgh Penguins at the moment, but especially on the inside. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. It's Penguins versus Capitals tonight in D.C. It's a 7.08 p.m. face-off. And it's another chance, I suppose, for everyone to talk litmus test or which team do you want to face in the first round or do you want to avoid. And that stuff always gets me kind of cringy because first and foremost, the team couldn't care less. I know that there's an outside view that the players are thinking, man, if we could only line up against so-and-so, we could take those guys. Never, ever comes up. It's the total antithesis of the kind of thing that would come up in a locker room. If you ever trust me on anything, based on the half of my life I've spent in big league locker rooms, talking to guys, listening to guys, just trust me on that much. They never say, man, if only we could get that team. And even if they did, which they don't, what would they do about it? Look at this mishmash of teams at the top of the East right now. Look how good all four of them can be at different times and in different stages of health or getting hot or whatever. And who are you picking? The Islanders because the Penguins went 6-2 and two against them? No. The Capitals? No. The Bruins? I mean, they were lagging there for a while. They had a lot of guys hurt. Guess what? They don't have a lot of guys hurt anymore. And Tuka Rask is back, and he is the goaltender, the single individual that you'd least want to face in the playoffs. But you can't do anything about it. Brian Rust was asked Tuesday night after the Penguins split those two games with the Bruins if these games felt bigger to them. He seemed legitimately thrown by the question, because it is just regular season, and it is not really lining up with having anything to do with the playoffs, meaning the positioning. Do you want to finish in first? I mean, sure. Who wouldn't want a, you know, a nice banner to hang in their arena and to be able to look up at it years from now when you come back you know, after retirement and say, hey, I was part of that? But beyond that, who's, who's even thinking about such a thing. You're not thinking about getting into first place so that you can f- see, face whoever is finishing fourth. It's just not that scenario. What does matter? What does matter? And what I think Mike Sullivan has done a tremendous job of drilling into his players is simply this. Keep getting better. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T, Sportsnet, Pittsburgh. It comes with DVR. There's no such thing as installation. There's no contracts. You can cancel at any time. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this podcast a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. For real. FuboTV.com slash DK and get 15% off your first month. This team needs to get better. It's not good enough as currently constituted. Part of that's getting healthy. And on that front, it was wonderful to see Evgeny Malkin participating lightly, but in the official designation of being cleared for contact. Kind of a an, an in-between status there that's, that's not all that common in hockey. They just didn't have a super high-intensity practice. They didn't have guys bumping into each other. So being cleared for contact is one thing. Taking contact is another. So I don't think Malkin is is imminent to return. Freddie Goudreau is back uh, on skates. Brandon Tanev is back on skates. And turn around and find some kind of wood that you can knock on, but other guys haven't been falling while these guys have been mending. So this team can become better in that regard. This team can become better from the chemistry standpoint when everyone's back in there. And, of course, all eyeballs are going to be on Malkin in that regard. How does he? Uh, how quickly does he reassimilate uh, not just to his own game but also to the, the excellent energy, combined energy that he showed before getting hurt with, with Kapanen? These are all important things. Who's going to be on that left side? Is it going to be Jared McCann? What do you do on the power play? Do you actually take Jared McCann off? Uh, there's not a long period of time here, to say the least, to get everyone up to speed. And speed is the operative term here, because this has to be a team that plays fast. Not just skates fast, but plays fast. And that involves the kind of elevated thinking that you see a lot from the Crosby line when they're on top of their game. That you even see from the checking line when Teddy Bluger, Zach Aston, Reese, and Tanev are on their game. But you're not going to have a lot of that. That's the stuff that matters the rest of the way. Keep getting better. Keep getting more sound. Keep getting more disciplined. The outcomes, I know people hate when I say this because I get this feedback all the time, but the outcomes just aren't as important. Whether the Penguins finish first or fourth doesn't matter. What matters is that they're playing better, that their guys individually and collectively are at the top of their game as they enter the playoffs. And I, I can hear you, yeah, well, doesn't that mean they'd be winning? Maybe, but maybe it wouldn't. I could look at the, the first, I don't know, period and a half of the game yesterday against Boston and say they actually kind of played okay. Like I said, it was a carbon copy of the one from Sunday. The only difference is Bruins ended up being the ones who popped the goals. David Krejci with an outstanding move. To, to beat Mike Matheson and Tristan Jari with the same backhand motion. It was beautiful. Happens. What matters way, 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 way more is the general performance. So look, hey, you're going to be super uptight anyway. 
when playoffs come around. Kind of, you know, these games, not so much, you know? Chill. Chill. When we come back, just one question. back it's time for just one question and that's brought to you on this program always by the greater pittsburgh community food bank the good people there are committed to providing food for our neighbors in need across western pennsylvania and it's not just a matter of those in need coming to them they have efforts organized efforts to go and find those people if you are one of them or you know of someone who doesn't know where their next meal is coming from? Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help. I'm going to give you that address again and make sure you spell out Pittsburgh. pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help. And let our friends at the food bank know how they can help someone. Question comes from Rick, who asks, In reference to your podcast, Yesterday, does Mike Sullivan know these matchup numbers between Sidney Crosby and Patrice Bergeron? Because those numbers that you read are so one-sided that something has to give. I guess he's thinking that maybe holding Boston's top line, the perfection line, to four goals in a year is a good trade-off. Well, Rick, I'm going to answer this a different way rather than revisiting yet again that subject and look at it from this perspective. Sullivan is a legit proponent and believer in the advanced analytics and in the information that he's offered. But I believe that he's an even bigger believer (laughs) to throw a lot of believes at you in going by feel as it relates to his players. This thing, this Crosby versus Bergeron thing, is is very evidently, at least to me, something, is personal the right word? I don't know. There's something intangible to it. There's something that Sullivan wants to achieve by being able to say, my top line can handle anything. There's something that he wants out of that. It might not even be in the regular season. He might want somebody thinking about that for bigger games in the playoffs. He also might be looking at it from a non-numerical sense in that he believes, and this is fair, that Pittsburgh has the superior depth up front to Boston. And the Penguins do. The Penguins' third and fourth lines, uh, especially when everybody's healthy, are going to be markedly better than Boston's. Heck, you don't have to take my word for it. Bruce Cassidy, the Bruins coach, was ripping his guys after the game here on Sunday, meaning the third and fourth lines. He, he, he can't stand their production. He can't stand their approach. They're in a constant state of trying to get these guys going, and I don't know that there's anything there to get going. So if that's Sullivan's approach... That's not super analytical either. It's more or less just saying, look, if Sid and Bergeron cancel each other out, I'm going to count on whatever. I still don't like it. I'm trying to explain what his 
thought process is. Yes, he gets advanced data. Now more than ever, the Penguins have really ramped up their analytics game. They've hired more people. And there is a system through which that information is presented to the entire coaching staff, the individual coaches as it relates to their individual assignments, like, for example, Mike Vellucci being responsible for the penalty kill, Todd Reardon for the power play. Those are the guys who would take that work and apply it. Sullivan also gets all of the data. They look at it. They discuss it. They go back and forth about it. And they also might just, you know, throw it in the trash. I actually saw with my own eyes a baseball manager do this once. <laughs> it just... I'm not going to say who because I love the man, but he got this giant swath of information for that night's game. It was like the size of a phone book. And some some stats guy comes into the office and puts it on his desk like with his thud while I was in there with the manager. It was just me and him. And he takes this thing, wheels around his chair, raises it up in the air, and drops it into the trash can. <laughs> Oh, don't ask. Don't ask. I'm not going to tell you who it was. I don't think Sullivan is quite to that extreme. He does believe in the advanced analytics. He does utilize them. I have heard that he was actually the one who pushed to have more such information brought into the equation, and the Penguins did, to their credit, go and bolster that staff just this past offseason. I appreciate the question, Rick, especially the chance to revisit that image. We will do another Daily Shot of Penguins tomorrow. Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.